Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discussed replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. We're going to be talking today with one of my favorite guests, Dr. Teresa Wee, and she's going to be exploring the process of using art to help people through the grief process. Now, a little disclosure on my own artistic tendencies, of which there aren't any. <laughs> Several years ago, I tried to take a ceramics class through the wonderful Honolulu Academy of Arts, and I don't know, I'm th- glad they didn't give grades, because I don't think anything I made was was at all purposeful or helpful. I've tried to do sketchbook, which apparently was watercolor. I wasn't very good at that either. And engraving in metal is basically cutting my fingertips. So for somebody who has what I would consider zero artistic abilities, a.k.a. me, tell me about this new adventure that you've started with the concept of exploring healing grief Mm -hmm. through art. I'm mystified, Teresa. Thank you for joining me today on The Body Show I'm mystified. I, I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, as you know, my, my husband of 30 years, he passed away suddenly, unexpectedly, 12 years ago. I, you know, I was so lost. And I really think through the grace of God, I was able to somehow find my way two months later into this grief support group. Um, it it was free, sponsored by Legacy of Life and Chronic Kidney Foundation. And so I said, okay, it's free. I have nothing to lose because coming from an Asian family, no one really wanted to talk about the emotions I was going through. I'd look to my elders and, you know, you just don't talk about it. You'll be fine. I went to this grief support and there I, I found new friends. I, I realized I wasn't going crazy. Other people lost loved ones and they felt the same way. And and I suddenly realized that I'm not alone in this. And so it's been 12 years since the passing of my husband. And to be honest with you, it, it, it has, it, grief is a journey. You know, it, it's, it's not, it's not just one, a one-time deal. And, and it's something that um, through this experience, um, many of the people who facilitate this are connected to art. So what we've done is um, put a book together, and we did pilot projects before COVID, just having us, our grief support, grief support from all over Hawaii get together, and we would do various art projects, because through the art of expressing ourselves, we've slowly, you know, come to, to terms with our feelings, to express our feelings in our artwork. Fascinating. Now, this was a grief support group that you were part of mm-hmm. because you've lost a loved one. Yes. And when I think of the last couple of years of the pandemic, everybody knows somebody who has had COVID, possibly mm-hmm. lost a loved one due to COVID. The deaths that have occurred worldwide are serious in number. And it makes me think about how maybe the same structure that you use to help through this grief process that you know it's a lifelong journey it's not something that's episodic you're continuing along this how might that be applicable to people undergoing some of the strains and stresses of covid right now you know i think we have to give ourselves permission to at least talk about it 
to to share our our feelings and our experiences um, of our loss, because not only have we lost loved ones, there are secondary losses. You know, uh, loss of a graduation ceremony, loss of a job, loss of income. There's so many. It, it's it's there. It's just enormous. There's so much grief and. And somehow people feel if we talk about it, it's a taboo subject. But I want to give it's okay to feel sad. I think the more we can can walk through this grief and and talk to someone about it and let it out, I think the better off we're going to be. And that's what therapists are for. Well, and it sounds like that's why we have such a concept of art therapy. Yes. You know, last week I was I was visiting a college campus, going to class as a student. Mm-hmm. It was really a lot of exciting fun. And a lot of the professors there were saying, this is the first lecture I've given since COVID yeah. shut our campus down. And I went, wow, because it didn't even occur to me, so so stuck in my own little world, that there are students who lost the ability to spend time with their graduating class who didn't have those sorts of arrangements that everyone else would have their last few years of college and getting jobs and doing a variety of different things. It was a different level of grief. And the professors were expressing how they were missing an opportunity to interact with students. And it was really fascinating. People from all over the world came to this program and everybody had a story of how COVID had affected them in some manner in the healthcare setting. And I found it fascinating. So with your experiences in art, now you have to you have to make someone like me not get scared about the word <laughs> go be creative. Because yeah. go be creative to me artistically is like scarier than go to the dentist. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what to do. You mean with crayons and markers and draw something? What? So so how would that process take place? You mentioned the grief support group came together in a pilot program. Mm-hmm. What exactly did they do? And did you just come and like somebody brought like construction paper? I mean, yeah. set the scene for me here because <laughs> I'm getting a little concerned. No, they. You're right. They they would um, uh, they would have a blank canvas board, you know, uh, uh, five by five, and and there would be different things that you could you could use paint and and markers and different things and and so they set you free and and again okay, I'm feeling pretty concerned right now they set you free <laughs> yeah okay. and then I kind of look around and you know and then I would just I, you know because again I'm just like you we're in medicine and we're I, not generally very creative people no no I shouldn't know. make a generalization but <laughs> You know, I like to read the first chapter, the second chapter, and all the way down to the end chapter in order, not like creatively, whichever one calls to me. You know, but you just take a deep breath and everyone's cheering you on. And they even took pictures of me. Just, you know, I tried to just let the juices flow and, and, and it's, it's very freeing and, and, you know, you create something and I, I was shocked, but Everyone who um, is going through grief, you can express yourself, and you can express yourself through through writing, through movement, through art pieces. And so there, there are many ways. You don't have to be in a group. You can actually do it on your own and sit down and, and just express how you're feeling. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the book, the project, the Courage Poured Into My Heart book that Dr. Teresa Way has helped 
to establish. And these are stories of grief, hope, and love. And we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about these stories and how we could all learn from this experience and maybe create our own little art project in our own home, which would not lead to judgment except for me from myself. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Ulupono Initiative. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Dr. Teresa Wee. And we're talking today about grief, the process, the lifelong journey. Now, this started, unfortunately, when you lost your husband about Mm -hmm. 12 years ago. And it's become a mission of yours to really Mm -hmm. help other people to understand that going through grief is a process. It is not episodic. You don't ever get over, but you learn to live with. Yeah, we call it moving forward with grief. And, you know, it, it... I have to say, it's always difficult initially. It's not easy when you lose a loved one. But what I have realized is, you know, it is a process. Um, you you slowly begin to realize that you can have moments of happiness and joy, and it's okay. And then you begin to incorporate, you know, um, the love of that person. That love of that person will always be with you, that love created who you are now and you move forward with that memory you talk about him um, you appreciate you know all that he's given you and and now as a as this new person you know you find your own identity without that person physically but yet he's always a part of me how would you express that artistically you know um, what I did in a in a drawing is I I I kind of put um, something dark on the bottom, and then um, for me in in one project I I put a little new shoot slowly trying to push through the darkness, and um, and then more recently I I had something that was much brighter, brighter colors and and bolder colors. So so it is it is a process so I'm looking at my art projects and it it has changed. I bet you could probably walk through that journey yeah. looking at your art and mm-hmm. seeing how you've changed mm-hmm. and your expression has changed yeah. of moving forward with that grief. Now how might somebody today who says, you know, I lost a loved one from covid or mm-hmm. I've lost some part of my life? Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a person, although mm-hmm. certainly I think that's one of the bigger losses. It could be a pet. It could mm-hmm. be a, a ceremony. It could be something that you wished would have happened and life didn't turn out the way you expected, whether it be COVID, whether mm-hmm. it be some other reason. Where would somebody go to get started if they said, you know, I need to work on this. I want to I want to try and use art as a model. Yeah, I think, number one, first acknowledge that that. First, you have to acknowledge the loss. <clears throat> Once you acknowledge it, then then you can maybe talk to someone or somehow express it on paper. And and once you get it out, then maybe you, you might feel that you could perhaps get out a blank paper. You could use a pencil. You could use color pencil. You could use markers. And just begin to to whatever your feelings are, you know, start to 
create something. And how did that help some of the people whose whose stories are in the book? Now, you've helped with the collection and accumulation of these stories. And these were people who were also working through grief in some Mm -hmm. fashion and also using art as a way to express themselves and move forward. What were some of the ways that they were able to use that? You know, you know, everyone's grief is so unique. So looking at the art project, some people would actually use buttons and, you know, they would use different mediums. And, and it was so fascinating to read their story and then to look at their art piece. And, and so we actually had a gallery presentation. So we actually saw the actual art projects at the Downtown Art Center. And I, I, I do think that everyone's um, uh, journey through grief is very individual and how you express it, it it's, it's, it's very individual as well. So it, it can be just reading a good book. It could be listening to certain music. It could be just, just doing some free dance to music you like. So it could be movement. It can be art. It can be writing. Now, how did this translate into the development of a book? I, I think we wanted people, we want the people of Hawaii to know that that grief is real and, and grief is something that we want to reach out and help others. And, and art, I think, is such an important um, way to help you through your journey. So, so by putting together this book, there are 50 people um, from various grief support groups, and, and we've collected it in this beautiful art book. And you can pick this up now at Downtown Art Center. Uh, I believe it's $35, but but it's... It's a beautiful book. It's very large, too. It's bigger than I expected. Yes. And there's wonderful pictures in there. Yes, and and you can also get more information because next year we're going to be really um, having various workshops, free workshops and things for people dealing with grief and inviting the public to join us. Wow. So this book is some of the original pilot folks who yes. were participating in yes. this. And now you want to ramp this up and make it even more available to people yes. to participate. Are there ever any ways you could think of, you know, with the pandemic, we saw a lot of different modalities being used on mm-hmm. Zoom platforms or mm-hmm. Teams platforms or Facebook or some way that you could interact even in a virtual environment. Is that something that might take part in this or is that maybe the next phase? You know, I suppose we could do virtual, but I can tell you when we do the art projects, it's so much fun to do it in person, you know, with all the different things in front of you. And I, You're getting inspired. I'm getting scared. <laughs> all the different things. I've got to make something creative. It's still beyond my capacity. Yeah. Free movement dance would just not be a good scene for anybody if I were to start <laughs> trying that out. But okay, so, you know, maybe in the future if people wanted to participate but couldn't come to the center. But Mm -hmm. the other option, I suppose, is that people, if they were in a situation where they wanted to have other people come to them when it's safe to gather, there could be every island could have its own group that would potentially use art as a medium to help through the grief journey. Yeah. And and I think, you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get started and and see where this takes off. So next year, um, I, I will be uh, at various events talking about this. I also want to reach out to medical students and residents to talk about grief and 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 really show them that um, you know 
make it a, a topic that that's not taboo and there are ways to help people. So I want people out there to, you know, reach out um, when you reach out to someone. Um, and if they're asking, don't try to fix it. Just just say, how are you feeling? And tell me more. Uh, you know, I, I think when you ask open ended questions and listen, that's all people need. And that that can be very healing in itself. I think starting with medical students and residents is a great idea because that tends to be an audience that, you know, in training, you're told that you can't take time to grieve something. You have to move on. You have more patience or you have more learning or you have something else you need to do. And in some ways that may invalidate the student or resident's experience of the grief, which may lead to them not understanding or even acknowledging it with their patients later. So starting at the education aspect, I think is going to be key to help the next generation of doctors to recognize and understand how that may go and to express it and to use a modality if they choose to. If art is their medium, then then choose that. If it's music, if it's writing, if it's dance, anything they can do to help themselves to be able to handle some of the stresses of being the next generation of healers. And that puts me to my nonprofit Walk with a Doc. I, I love having med students, family practice residents with me because we got to talk about prevention. You know, we, we don't want to let problems build up until it's just too late. So I, I think it's so important for our young physicians to to understand, uh, you know, let, let's talk about something when in its early stage and not wait till the end. Yeah, I have to say some of the individuals at the conference I was at last week were from all over the world. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we all agreed on is that, you know, the United States may have the best hospital-based sick care system, but we really don't have the best Mm -hmm. prevention system. And in fact, that's an area where more emphasis can be placed. And boy, didn't we all learn that during the COVID crisis with realizing our public health infrastructure is not funded as well as it ought to be. And in fact, that's the basis beyond which we move from prevention to actually trying to keep people healthy. So boy, that's certainly the prevention aspect is a lesson that we could all learn more than once. And I know that that's something that we've seen in my practice, but also in, in all medical practices throughout yeah. the U.S. Yeah. I, I think hopefully we're, we're going to reimburse physicians who are doing prevention and rewarding them financially, because right now we're not really rewarded financially for prevention and education. Well, and it sounds like you found ways to reward yourself by getting such positive feedback and also... Yeah. Entering into these other arenas like art, which is an arena that I'm still a little intrepidatious and scared (laughs) about. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk more about memorable stories of the grief group and how someone might be able to translate what can be learned in this setting to something to help people in their own lives. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Honolulu Waldorf School. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here with Dr. Teresa Wee, and she is one of the presenters and co-authors of the book Courage Poured Into My Heart. And she has a beautiful book here that was 
created by other members of the grief support group community that used art as a medium to express themselves Mm -hmm. and to help them with their own healing journey. Now, right before the break, we were talking a little bit about how you're you're working on preventative efforts. Yes. Not just with Walk with the Doc. You've mm-hmm. also done a lot of work in the concepts of childhood obesity and families trying to be mm-hmm. more healthy in their food choices and trying to expand some of the ways that they can support their own family structure. Right. right. And then there's also the concept of what to do when things don't go as well, when you're losing someone, when there's grief involved, and how to incorporate some of the learnings that you've developed there into teaching the next generation. I'm curious, for people who might want to delve into this, Mm -hmm. maybe not in such a public forum as a large group, but maybe just a small group amongst their family, how might they go about doing something like this? You know, my my whole thing with um, pediatric obesity, just healthy family life, is getting everyone involved. So, you know, if if your kapunas live in your house, if if um, your aunties, your uncles are at home in your house, multi-generational home, just gather everyone. You know, if you can just talk for five minutes and check in and see how people are feeling and and bring up the idea, hey, how about if we, you know, if, if we played cards or how about if we just did a project together? Let's plant a garden or let's let's design a cute, you know, garden in the back in the front yard, plant flowers. I think if we can just sit down and acknowledge and, and talk to one another, stop scrolling. Are you in my <laughs> head? I'm scrolling way too much these days. Yeah. On the phone. It's just too easy. Okay. Yeah. Stop scrolling and actually talk to one another. Look. Look at your children, your grandchildren in the eye. How are you feeling? You know, let's let's sit down together. To me, I think that's so precious, and we're not doing enough of that. And 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 you know, our our children, our our loved ones, they just want to know that you're there if if they need you. So you know, show them courtesy and turn off the phone if you're going to spend five minutes with them. Turn off that phone. And look at them and give them your 100% attention. Boy, we are all guilty of that. Yeah. I've gone to places and seen where everybody's just looking down at the phone and you're like, what? At the restaurant. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm guilty texting someone at my table. (laughs) I know it. Teresa, are you following me? Because you seem to have found all my horrible patterns and you've outed me on all of them. Well, now when we think about this, you know, you've experienced this group interaction yes. with people pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Have you kept in touch with any anyone else who's participated in the book? Oh, yes, I have. And <clears throat> so for the longest time during COVID, we were virtual. We just went back in person. But, um, you know, I, I think everyone's so happy that our grief support can be back in person. There's just nothing like being in person and, you know, just give them an elbow, high five. It's nice to see you. But but it's been difficult for for many people because we, we've had all of this COVID and we're still seeing people dying from COVID, our loved ones. So this is this pandemic has has really um, brought on so much mental and emotional um, disarray, uh, and also as well as physical health. You know, many 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 of my patients have gained the kids ten years old gaining fifty pounds in the past two years. So 
So there's so much work that we have to do to get back to where we were. And it sounds like using this particular idea of creating art projects yeah. may just be one way yeah. that you could sort of get a group of people together to work on a common theme or to work just yeah. to work through some of the stress that they've been undergoing the and, last And I years. want to share with you, I did craft with a doc three okay. weeks ago. Craft with a doc. Yes. Yeah, so okay, I, I'm you, glad you didn't call me because I would have felt obligated to show up and I would have been horrible. It was craft with a doc. You yeah. Gotta tell we, me more. we got together and, and we made pumpkins and every we had a contest, you know, and so best in category and all this kind of thing. And everyone was so creative and we just had so much fun and people want to do another craft thing at for Christmas but I did craft with a doc in June and July I did cook with a doc so that was another that's another way you can express yourself cooking you're hitting on all my pain points <laughs> I think I'd still rather go to the dentist which is really a sad commentary on my artistic abilities Okay, was tell me about your most memorable craft project. What was one that you've done either with the docs or with your mm-hmm. other art colleagues that really had an impact that you didn't expect to go as well as it did and then something amazing happened? I think one of the very first projects they gave us a blank piece of paper and I'm scared already. Yeah. Blank piece of paper, be creative. I'm uh, out. Yeah. No, exactly. And I just I was this was, um, I just didn't know what to do. And I just started painting black, you know, like I, I had a bad day or something. And then. Okay, hey, we're thinking along the same lines yeah, here. Okay. You know, but then, but then I said, but no, 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 it's not all black. There's, there's, you know, moments of joy and happiness and, and it's okay. So then I, I put a little like green shoot coming out and, and a little sunshine breaking through and. You know, I kind of looked at that and I said, wow, wow, okay, there's hope. There's hope, you know, and and it, it just, you know, I still think about that, that drawing, my very first kind of immersion into this because I didn't know what I was going to do, and but I, I like that. Well, and it's interesting because it sort of modeled what you were going through. Yeah, it did. You were coming out of the dark and you were growing to develop into yes. something. New and different. And I think if you looked back on your life over the last 12 years or so since you unfortunately lost your husband so suddenly, so much has changed. So much has changed. And, you know, I, 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 I'm hoping that I can help other people, give them encouragement and hope and, and tell them that it's possible to, you know, continue your life and live life fully because your loved one would really, that's what he would want you to do. And he would not want you. I know Stephen would not want me to be sad every second. And, you know, when I see him later up there, I I hope he'll say, I'm proud of you. You did well. Well, I'd love to see that art project someday. Yeah. And see the picture because it certainly seems to have modeled the growth trajectory that Mm -hmm. you've been on, and yet you grew from the roots. You grew from the grief. Yes. And without that, you might not have turned into the same green sprout that came out and flowered into what you're trying to do with people now. Yeah. So I I think it's just, you know, each person can reach out. And I think there's healing when you're reaching out. So, So it goes both ways. 
It always does. Mm -hmm. Now, if people want to hear more about the book or they want to purchase it Mm -hmm. or they want to be part of the grief support groups, where can they find out more information? Well, you can go to the down, call the downtown art center gallery and you can pick up a a copy of your book. I believe it's $35. Uh, Sandra Pohl and Charlie Chong, you, you can ask them. We are going, um, grief support every second Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. at Downtown Art Center. And art is involved. Um, And you don't have to be scared if you get a blank piece of paper. Right, right, right. All right. Maybe I'll meet you there one of these times. (laughs) I don't know. I'm still scared of the paper. Dr. Teresa Wee, I want to thank you for joining us today and sharing your process of grief and how art has helped you to translate that into the amazing, inspiring professional that you are now. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org. Follow the links to The Body Show. You can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week right here on The Body Show. See you then.